Hey guys, welcome back to The Ice Project. Today we're going to be talking about four changes I'm going to be making this year or try and stick to. I'm, I'm a human, I'm flawed, but they say small hinges open big doors. So let's roll the intro. Number one, fucked off Uber Eats. Now, I've used Uber Eats. I'll probably be the number one customer over the past couple years. The way I used to justify it to myself is like I'm saving time, which you are. So if I leave work, I can order Uber Eats and by the time I get home, the food's there. Or if I get home, have a shower, uh, you just have to sit there and this guy just rocks up at your door and knocks on your door and brings you food and it's, it's magic. But I felt like the trap in Uber Eats is, and it reminds me of like pokey machines. So when you were in a pokey room, they always hide the ATM machine around the corner because if someone's a heavy gambler, they, they don't want them to feel guilty or pulling out money in front of people or see how many times they go to the ATM. I find myself with Uber Eats, I don't make the best decisions on it because there's no one watching me. <laughs> so the more time I spend on Uber Eats, the, and you know, all right, cool, and jump on and, and grab a salad. And then obviously pop up, Macca's is right in front of you, scroll pizza, pizza, pasta joint, fried chicken, pizza. And I feel the more time you spend on the app, the worse decisions that you make. Now, my big thing is convenience. Like I love to save time. And when I, by the time I get home from work or I look at um, the Uber Eats app, I'm looking and like I said, my favorite thing is time. So I don't really look at the food. I look at the time. All right, this can get here in like five minutes. And guess what the option is? Macca's. So I can literally order food in five minutes. I can have like a, something on my door. And that's the trap. So um, like I said, sort of with the ATM and the poker machine analogy is like you can make bad decisions because no one's watching you. If no one's giving you accountability, um, you just do what you want. Like you're almost like closet eating. <laughs> so I decided to delete Uber Eats. I found it's good. Like even if I get home and I'm hungry and I have to go down to um, my local town park and order food, I feel like even me just walking out and then walking past people, I find myself make better decisions. And it's a little bit coming down to accountability, uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'm probably saving a fuckload of money too. Uh, number two, Whoop Watch. I love the Whoop Watch. It's um, got its pros, it's got its cons, but... This kind of started with uh, Apple Watches. So I've got an Apple Watch and I wear a Whoop Watch on my right side. And over time, like if you start tracking your cows when you're working out, it starts to get pretty addictive. They gamify it through the exercise rings. And once you close your ring, it gives you like a bit of a um, notification, like the bell rings and stuff like that. And the cool thing about it is you can obviously connect with other people so me and Corey obviously good mates but naturally competitive against each other so we've got a thing called cows gang where we work out and sort of post all our workouts in our little group chat and um i don't know she's addictive like you want to work out which makes you feel good you want to beat your mate because he's working out somewhere else and you can sort of track what they're doing throughout the day and you can see who gets the most cows in a day so I kind of got hooked on data through that and then obviously got a whoop watch from uh, listening to Stephen Bartlett's podcast and it tracks your sleep obviously tracks your strain but i just find data really interesting now there's different parts of sleep light sleep deep sleep and REM, which is rapid eye movement which is the best form of state sleeping state that you can be in um but it kind of can play for your head like a little bit so because you become so addicted to data like i find myself like jumping in bed and trying to go to bed a little bit too early or the moment i wake up i'm like shit i need to look at my phone because i want to see how much like data or how much REM sleep i've got and it reminds me of football so when we used to play 
uh, on game day, you used to walk into the sheds and you had to weigh yourself. And the reason you had to weigh yourself was because all the weight that you lose during a game, you had to top it up with water before you're allowed to leave uh, the changing room. So if you lose two kgs, you have to drink two liters of water before you can leave and go home and, and do what you do. Now, it reminds me of that. So my optimal playing weight when I was playing was 92 kgs. And say I jumped on and I was like 94, 95. I think it starts to play for head with a little bit. You'll be sitting around going, fuck, I'm going to get tired on the field. <laughs> I'm a halfback and I'm like three kgs over on game day. And it does play off your mind a little bit. And I think Swoop does that too, especially early on. Uh, it's called, my friend Travis called it Whoop Anxiety, where it might go, all right, you need to sleep 10 hours tonight for you to recover fully from from your training from the day before so like you'll jump into bed and oh no you'll be out for dinner and it's like 6 30 and it's like go to bed so it starts like wake you out a little bit and the other side is if you don't get great REM sleep um you can feel like you're going to be tired during the day so ideally great REM sleep is about 20 percent or 25 percent of your nightly sleep great REM for me is about two hours and then at the moment i find when i'm in working mode when i've got all these ideas from my head i probably only get about 19 minutes of REM, which isn't that great so i'm um, just trying to crank it as much as i can with work wise over this next little period and then take a couple of days off which would be good so whoop do recommend it drinking i pull back on drinking and i like like data at the moment i sort of start to calculate a lot of things now say if i drink every second weekend now drinking's never been an issue for me like i'm not addicted to it i think um, i'm not troublesome on it i'm a little bit more cheeky i'm a little bit more louder love to laugh love to have a good time um don't get in fights and stuff like that but for me now being in my 30s is like the recovery time it takes for me to bounce back is the biggest issue for me now, I get hung over the next day, so I lose a whole day. And then it, and usually the day after is the day that I have, like, for me, it's the only time I really ever doubt myself as a person. I'll be just, like, lying in bed, and I'll just be sitting there and go, fuck, what am I doing this for? Like, why am I working so hard? Like, I could just go take off and live on a random island. And it's the only time I ever really doubt myself is, like, that two days after after drinking or after having a big, like, drinking session or day session. It's, like, the only time I do it. Now, if I drink every second weekend, that's 24 weekends out of the year. Now, there's 24 days that I'm doubting myself. So that's almost a month. So if you're ambitious, if you've got goals, if you want to make shit of yourself, you can't have a month, the whole month of the year where basically you're doubting yourself. And then add that to the recovery day, that's 48 days. You know what I mean? That's a month and, month and a half where like you're not at your best. You're not at your optimum, optimal. Now, I wrote down a goal that I'm going to drink maybe six times this year. And I kind of calculate it as like every two months I can have like a bear or, or like a bit of a blowout. And then that way when I have that doubt day, it's only like a week out of the year. So there's obviously 52 weeks in the year. If one of those is a bit of a write-off, that's all good. I can cop that. You know what I mean? You still want to live. You still want to enjoy life. If you're traveling and you're sitting in Mexico and the sun's going down, like you want to have a drink. You know? If it's not an issue for you, if it's, and I'm not talking about people who've got alcohol problems i'm just talking about me i'm just talking about my experiences and i feel like you gotta enjoy those you still gotta enjoy those moments i've always seen alcohol as a form of escapism or entertainment and i associate entertainment with celebrating so i feel like this year i haven't really done anything i'm not trying to escape anything i'm, I'm not haven't done anything to celebrate so i'm um, just been zoned in and focused which has been good no drinking six times this year like i said the hangovers start to hurt a little bit old as you get older all right, my last one is accepting people for who they are and not what you see in them. 
and that's a big one. Uh, I think naturally for you, a person that love to give, I love to give information, love to help people. You're going to attract people that love to take. And it's just the balance of the universe. If you love to give, you're going to attract people that love to take. Now, over the past couple of years, I've let, let people live with me for free. I've given them a fuckload of money, um, paid for therapy, done all these different things for different people. And I find myself always end up getting burnt because I'm trying to invest in them for their future for their potential it's not my job to for them to maximize potential that's on them if they hang around me and they're inspired by me and they move and, and they bring something to the table cool come along but i'm not going to drag people along anymore because it starts to slow me down like energy is your greatest currency and when you're giving it away to other people it just like fucks you up honestly so that's a big one if you if you use all your energy trying to motivate the unmotivated it's going to leave you unmotivated that's the big one so um Accept people for what they are right in front of you, not what they say they're going to do, not what you see them in terms of potential, just who they are. That's a great way to look at it. Humans are weirdly consistent. That's a big one. If they've done something in the past, you're probably going to do it again. Just got to roll with it and understand that's just the way life works. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time.